When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com today and read our latest articles by Phil Goyette and Paul Mamino. It's episode 83, the Debbie Garcia edition. On this abbreviated edition of the Palazzo Podcast, Gary and Govier talk openly about spring training injuries and what to do after the fallout of the loss of Eloy Jimenez, Kirby Yates, Zach Gallen, and much more. This is a short, non-structured version of our show that is just Deary and Govier talking baseball as the season draws nearer. Take it away, boys! We're now clear, live, from the Hands Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road of Fanatic Podcast Network, of course. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is our email, how you can contact us. I am Michael Govier, at MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R, on Twitter. And, of course, my co-host, Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999. Deary, how you doing today, man? We're here to talk some baseball. It's a kind of impromptu Palazzo show. Yeah, we are cleared for takeoff. We are one week from opening day, and there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of action today, and... Looks like the the ambulance has rolled up and taken a few guys out on gurneys, and we got some injuries to talk about, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a very depressing news. Eloy Jimenez, Kirby Yates, Nick Anderson today. Elbow chair. We're going to talk all about this. We're not going to do our typical segmented show. This is just going to be me and Deary talking baseball. We're going to gear up, help you out, give you some insight on some of these injuries, replacement players that could fill the void on these injuries, and that's it. Just We're, we're here to kind of check in. Because we haven't done enough shows where it's just me and Deary. And we love talking baseball. And that's what we're going to do here today. So follow us on Twitter and Facebook. At Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Have you ever seen the Gary uh, the Gary Busey and the Buddy Holly story? I've never seen it. I heard he does a great job. But did he? I think he was nominated for one of them statues. He was. For he it. was really he good. I don't, he, I don't think he won. He sang. 
No, he didn't win. But he sang and played all the music in that. He played guitar and everything, and he sang. And he did a good job. It's really underrated. It's not as fun as La Bamba, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, you love La Bamba. So this is before Busey's brain damage. Oh, yeah. The brain damage was in, like, 1989. So okay. Buddy yeah. Holly story was in 79. Long time Holy ago. Holy shit. I, I thought that. I thought it was, like, mid-'80s. I thought, like, a, a, a touch before La Bamba, which I think was, like, 87 or something like that. That was. La Bamba was 87, but Bunny Holly story was 79. This is young Gary Busey. He just looks like a different guy. He's got that same gap tooth, you know, and he kind of looks like Busey, but he doesn't look like the Busey we've come to know. The old, uh, you know. Utah, give me two. Point break Busey. That's a different Busey. Anyways, we're here for you. Palazzo Podcast. We love doing the show. We're going to have Simon Dice on the show tomorrow night. Hon Ron Baseball at Hon Ron Baseball. Now, I learned the story behind this because it's H-O-N-R-O-N. And he says on the Draft Champagne podcast, shout out to Zach and Draft Champagne and my guys, Shrimp Boat Captain and Simon. So his uncle would say, home run. He would describe a home run. But the way his uncle said it, it sounded like home run. So it's, I like it. that's, his, that's the genesis of his Twitter tag. It's pretty cool. He'll talk more about it when he's on the show with us Friday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Be there. Or B square, of course. And Joel Frederick's checking in here on the live stream. And Utah, give me two, sounds like Deary. Really? It sounds like Deary? Let's hear that again. Utah, give me two. Say it, Deary. Utah, give me two. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> uh, Joel's a, he's an interesting human being. You know, Joel, <laughs> Joel wanted to get this on the record that he was two for four off Drew Henson. And he wanted Ooh. you to know that. Two for four. Not bad. Great Didn't job, strike Joel. out at all. So. Good contact hitter, you are, Joel. Joel and I have played some ball together. We've had some fun. Definitely. That's how you guys... Isn't that how you know each other? Because you played hardball leagues together? Yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, I can't remember if, like, I met Joel through baseball or if, like, I met him through, like, Heartland guys or tailgate guys before. But I think it's from baseball beforehand. And then there was the connection that was found between, like, me knowing a bunch of guys that he went to high school with and played ball with that were, like, also my friends. Very odd. Yeah. Me and Joel grew up together, went to high school together, same class. And then you and Joel just happened to play hardball together later on through baseball. So that's a weird how life works. It's a fascinating world out there. And we're thrilled to be a part of it. So we're going to do open baseball talk. If you guys want to jump in with us on the live stream, come on over. Pop in. Ask us questions. I know you got them. I've got big news that I want to reveal here live on the show. Now, <clears throat> I did not know if this would happen. But I have just signed up. Mike is pregnant. I am pregnant. I want to give everybody the heads up. You know that movie Junior? Well, it turns out that it's possible. Alien Real? Yeah. Alien. Dude, a man can become pregnant. It's finally been done. I didn't know if it was possible. No, that's not what happened. The truth is I've officially signed up for the main event. I am in. I am all in now. This is the biggest, most expensive fantasy baseball league slash overall there is. And I will officially be drafting in the main event on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I want to thank Derek so very, very much for helping me out and making this happen. From NFBC, he gets two shouts because he really went out of his way to, to be helpful and useful to me. I'm really nervous about it. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. I'm nervous. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's seventeen hundred dollars. That's not that's yeah. not like a drop in the bucket. We're not rich people here, but this is 
it's a big deal. Like, if you blow the draft, am I screwed? Because there is fab, so it's not like I'll... Even if I don't do that great in the draft, I can still bounce back, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the good news is you're not drafting till Tuesday night. It's not like many other NFBC <laughs> draft champions or otherwise where you drafted two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, and now there's a bunch of injuries. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? God, this is, this is going to be a big deal. I mean, I want to give some thanks to people who asked me to do a main event split with them. That would be a Richard Zito, Zito, my guy Zaitor, who's part of the show. He listens, he comments. He's a really solid dude. He asked me to split a couple months ago on the live stream one night. No offense to you, Richard. I just had to do my own thing here. It's just, it's a lot of money, and I, we've never done a league together. I'd be happy to go co-owners on like a smaller league to see how we work together, but it's not a personal thing. I just don't have a lot of experience co-managing. Deary, do you have a lot of experience co-managing? Because I don't. I never do. No, I'm, I'm too much of a control freak. I got to do it all on my own. Um, let's say you and I drafted together. If, you know, we, there's some, I, I actually think we would agree on a lot of things, but uh, if let's say you went ahead and wanted a guy that I didn't want, we ended up with him and then he got hurt, I would blame you. I'd throw all <laughs> the blame on you. Yep. It looked not my fault. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll stick to our own teams. Yeah. It's nothing personal against anybody. I Even my guy, Sam, Sam FBB. I haven't talked to Sam in a minute. Sam, I hope you're well out there. I hope you're doing well. Uh, we had, he'd thrown that idea out as well. And it, I just, uh, I just got to try this one out myself. So please, I hope nobody takes offense. I know people had offered to like throw in a hundred bucks too, to cheapen the pot. That was very nice of fish and other guys who do that. This all happened in the spur of the moment on live stream. So I don't even know what's real and what's not, but <laughs> you know, it was just really cool that people were willing to do that. So I will be a part of the main event. It's a done deal. I know people that have split teams. I got, I got some uh, Novi buddies that split a basketball team every year. They do like a pro league, $1,500 and like three or four of them split it. And wow. then like, the two main guys kind of do the, uh, the the drafting, and I've been with them when they're like texting back and forth about what they're going to do for like picking a guy up. I'm like, man, that's that's a lot of like conversation that has to go on. So I've also seen like, especially in baseball, uh, you know, guys that just might not be able to be active and be a part of it every single day. Split a team with a guy. Maybe one guy might be a little more solid with drafting. Someone else, is, someone else is a little more, you know, in key with being able to make moves every day. So I've seen it work that way, but I don't think I could do it, man. Yeah. It, the tag team league I'm in with Eric Cross. Love Eric. He's a great guy. In fact, Eric and Chris Clagger are going to be on the show Monday. And that is long overdue and rescheduled many times. But I'm really looking forward to talking baseball with those guys. But me and Eric co-own a team together in the Tag Team Satellite League that was created by Maddie Wood. Shout out to Maddie Davis, who was also a main event guy. I think he's in Vegas. Like, there's people who are going to Vegas this weekend for the main event, and they're going to be there awesome. in person. It that does, but, but that's like, I, I have to wait another year. I know you got your vaccine. I'm very happy for you. I don't have a vaccine yet, and... You can fly for really cheap right now, man. Some killer yeah, deals going on. Yeah. So it's not a bad idea, but 2022, that's when I'll get back out there. That's what I hope to go meet people in person and do these cool events where people are living it up in Vegas and you know they're yelling blackjack or they're doing weird shit or they're just walking around Vegas being doofuses. Sounds like fun, but uh, not this year. I think we have a lot of like semi-planned meetups next year with a bunch of people we've had on the pod. I think we got to go to Maryland. We got to go to Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> I think we got to go to California. We might just be flying all over the country next year. So I start saving up now. We have a lot of baseball dates with many people, several people in the Chicago area with Janice and, of course, Sarah and Andy. We have a lot of baseball games to attend. 
And that's great. I'll look forward to it. I want to go hang out with Ty and see a Cardinals game, too. That'd be a lot of fun. I want to go to Minnesota. We had Nathan Dockin on the show the other night, and we talked about going to a Minnesota game at Target Field. Nathan had a lot of great stuff to say about Taco Bell, by the way. He's a big fan oh, of Taco man. Bell. He likes the Taco yeah. Bell. It's been a while for me. Have you, so you haven't had the quesalupa then? I had it when it was around previously. You know how Taco Bell does things like they just like take one item or one <laughs> piece of the item out and then reintroduce it with a new name a couple years later. They pull stuff back and bring it back. Quesalupa has been around before. They've done this before. This is such a crock of shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it's news to me. I missed the quesalupa on the first go around. I guess that's why they keep doing it because people shove it down their throats. I haven't been to Taco Bell in over a year. I haven't been to fast food in over a year, which is crazy. I told Nathan this, and I was surprised to say it out loud. I'm still unhealthy. I found other ways to eat unhealthy. But <laughs> it's not been a fast long, food, dear. It's been a long time for fast food for me. I just long stopped going because of COVID. It was just pure coincidence. I thought I'd get COVID from a burger or a taco, so I stopped going when it kind of busted out last March. Well, when we moved over to this side of town where you got away from Murderer's Row, where you had the Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, which all that is like changed now. Like McDonald's and Taco Bell is there still, but like Chipotle is there now instead of Burger King and the KFC is gone. It's like it's real wild down there. But where I'm at now, like there's White Castle around the corner, but I'm not going to White Castle and I'm not the biggest McDonald's fan. So, wow. How dare you? Hold on to your butts. You're going to White Castle. (laughs) You better hold on to your butts. That's for damn sure. Those of you who don't know what White Castle is, it's a Midwestern thing. It's not really an international or a national thing, Gary. I learned that. Not good. I think I've no. had it two or three times, and I wish I had a diaper on when I ate it. Just, uh. <laughs> I, that's a let's all picture that for a moment. You're eating a diaper. My pants, right? Yeah, you're eating a diaper, <laughs> shitting his pants. Wrong. Yes, that's gross. I want to tell you the original White Castle. We found this out the other day. Topeka, Kansas, 1921. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was a Midwestern thing, but that's more Plains-ish. Still Midwest. I would call Kansas kind the of plains. Midwest. Yeah, the Plains. But it is the Plains. Yeah, it's not so... The Midwest kind of ends after the Mississippi, in my opinion. But anyways, you guys aren't here for this kind of talk. You're here for baseball talk, fantasy baseball. We are in the throes of some chaos. Eloy Jimenez, for those of you that follow baseball, you're clearly aware, he is done. Five to six months, torn pectoral tendon trying to catch a silly fly ball in a meaningless spring training game. But if it didn't happen when it happened, it was going to happen regardless. <laughs> it's not like he's just a ticking time bomb, right? That kind of injury, I, I don't feel like it was the effort so much as just his body. He's a big, tough dude. I mean, he's a dude. He's a big man, right? And there's theories out there about certain players who are a certain size in baseball are just going to be more injury prone. What do you think of all that? I don't know, man. These guys have been playing baseball their whole lives. He is a big man, and he probably needs to be maybe DHing. But like, I can't say that like this would have happened eventually. It's I, it's so unfortunate. I feel terrible for anybody who has drafted him in big money leagues. I have one share of him in the Palazzo podcast of all things. Oh, really? I took him in the third round. Oh, uh, so that's the only share I have of him. At least that's a deep enough roster where I I, I might be able to replace him. But sure, taking him. Th- third round is just devastating but yeah back to your point like I, could, I don't think it was bound to happen but it just it just really sucks like when this happens like a week before opening day luckily the like the white Sox have a solid team i still still think they'll be able to compete even without him but for fantasy managers it's devastating and you gotta look for a replacement man 
Tell you what. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits? Now that he's out, the replacements aren't great. It's not like they had a stable out outfielders ready to go. Andrew Vaughn was supposed to be the herald to DH. If <laughs> I just don't, I don't know how much this damages the lineup. How much of a negative kind of fallout there is. And I didn't love Eloy Menes. You said you drafted him a Palazzo Invitational. That's cool. I don't have him anywhere. I, I posted a video on YouTube today on our Palazzo channel, which you can watch anytime. Palazzo podcast on YouTube. That's two L's, two Z's. Don't you forget that. Utah, give me two. And I said that Eloy Mendez is a guy I just don't have any shares of, whether it's redraft, dynasty, or keeper. And most of that, that I, it's not to mean that I am smarter than you, that I know more, or I knew that he was going to get injured. That's not what I mean, Jerry. <laughs> I no, just of course mean not. that. He had red flags about him that I wasn't going to draft him that high. The ADP was too hot. So I just, I thought he was replaceable because he's just mainly a power guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you know, looking back on it, I'd, I'd have to go back and look to see who else was available then. But like, I, I, I would have rather had Luis Robert there just because Robert's going to give you some stolen bases, especially in Roto. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Eloy's just a power guy. Like, I mean, sure. He might be able to hit for average, but where do the White Sox go from that, from from here? Uh, you know, Larusa came out and said they're going to try Andrew Vaughn in left field. So Andrew Vaughn's going to learn left field in one week. I don't know about. He did that. say that. He I don't know. That. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like I, I, I think he, they're either planning to roll him out there. You know, as as early tomorrow as tomorrow. I mean, in terms of other replacements, I mean, I mean, it's it's a given that Andrew Vaughn's making the team at this point. Uh, he was probably Is going it? to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was probably going to make it as their DH anyway, because I don't think they have any other great op options. I mean, Nick Williams was a non-roster invite. Danny Mendick. Remember Nick Williams of the formerly of the Philadelphia Phillies? He had one year where he hit 27 he was, home runs. That yeah. really happened. He was hot for a minute. Um, Lurie Garcia. I mean, what kind of value is he going to is he going to give them? Uh, what's really interesting is, you know, just looking at roster resource right now, the, they've moved uh, Yasmani Grandal up to the two spot and moved Adam Eaton down to the six, which is which is somewhat interesting to me. What I'd really love to see the White Sox do is move Nick Madrigal up to the two spot because I think that would help Madrigal's. No I think it would help his fantasy value out just because I think yeah. he would score a lot more, you know runs there's no pop though there's no pop. no no it's it's such a perplexing guy like i every you know i just had two two of my home league drafts on sunday and monday and like i just kept oh. looking i'm like man this guy's gonna this guy could bet like 320 330 but he's gonna hit two home runs i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> Fool this man I love Nick Madrigal last year, but this year I realized I was overly in love with him because he steals a lot of bases, or he could steal a lot of bases, and he's like a unique kind of unicorn player because he's not like everybody else. That's it. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I'm I'm in over my head with him, and I should not have him. Cubby well, I mean, Noel checking in says, "Give me Vaughn, Jake Taylor. Well done, <laughs> Cubby No. Good to see you, brother." So the question is, like, is Vaughn someone that you're you're targeting in a draft right now? Is he someone that if he's out on the waiver wire just because people didn't think he was going to make the roster, are, are you making a move to pick him up? I did pick him up in a league, but I picked him up just to throw him on my bench because I have I have that spot. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is great news for Adam Eaton. Just in case you thought there was any doubt about playing time now, I mean, he's locked in for sure. If you had a tiny inkling like, well, he might not play enough, he's locked in, and I have drafted him plenty because he was cheap all draft season all off season long 
I avoided Eloy Jimenez and I drafted Adam Eaton. Does that make me a genius? No, I am not a genius because of that. I just lucked out because I had done my homework. And that's Adam, all Eaton's, this is. Adam Eaton's free. He's free. The ADP genius, is a genius, genius. <laughs> the the ADP, ADP is absurd on Eaton. And I'm like, Eaton's going to get at bats. And there's a possibility he could bat second in certain lineups. And the guys, like, when healthy, Adam Eaton serves a lot of value for your team. And in that lineup, I think he's great. And his ADP, I, I think I was, I, I'll share it tomorrow uh, when we have Simon Dice on. I was going to talk about him being in the value zone. Oh. Okay, now we're talking. I like that. Let's save that for tomorrow. So that's a call to teaser here, ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. And if you're Adam Eaton, you got to be happy right now. He's going to be so... It's Just don't get hurt. Just don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt, okay? <laughs> Nick Madrigal, two-hole, that's not happening. Forget that. Nick Madrigal, you know... Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. That's Nick Madrigal. It kind of is. You know, he's got to show us more. He has a lot to prove. Plus, he already showed some injury issues last year with the shoulder. And he got hurt running the bases and sliding into third. I remember that game against the Brewers, and I was pissed because I was so excited that he was starting to play more often. Yeah, he's, rate, just, he's just never yeah. going to hit for power. No, he's not. It's, it's a damn shame. And you want me to change? Fuck you! That's him. He's never going to change. White Sox, though, don't have a lot of options. They could go! Out though, dearie. Yaziel Puig. Everyone, you know how many Yaziel Puig tweets there were after Eloy Jimenez news came out? I'm sure there was a bunch. A couple of my leagues he got picked up just for the, the possible prospect of him being scooped up by, by them. I, I, I'm, are you surprised he's not on a team yet? Like, what's going on with him? I was surprised until it's just very obvious that people don't like him. And he's got a bad <laughs> rep. His reputation has superseded even the things we don't know about. Forget yeah. what we know about him. Front offices must know a lot more about his, I don't know, tantrums or his fit chemistry-wise. He must have done a lot more shit that we don't even know. Wasn't he on the cover of the show a few years ago, like after his rookie year with the Dodgers? I yeah, I like think he, he was. was. Oh, he was. He was the show curse. He was like a producer. He was a, He was. Maybe there is a show curse. I don't know. That's something we should start pushing. We should ask... Uh, our guy Paul Spore about that. He's our resident show advisor, of course. So, But Yasiel Puig was a gamer. I mean, look at this. He's a guy who could give you 20 home runs and steal 15 bags. He had a walk rate of 11%, and he hit 260, which isn't great, but he had OBP of 350. He slugged near 500. This is 2017. This is a few years ago, but not so long ago. He was a five, well, four-category producer for Roto. He's only, 30, is, he's only 30 years old. I know. It's, he's going to tell me it's all. over at 30? Like, this should be his prime. Yeah, he's not Yohannes Cespedes, who's clearly like kryptonite after what happened last year. He just quit the game. He basically gave up and gave the middle finger to all of Major League Baseball yeah. when he left uh, that game on a Sunday last year. I remember I was doing a... I was doing videos. I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm packing my bags. And I'm going. I'm taking my PlayStation controller and I'm going home. You guys are being jerks. <laughs> yes. Last year, Jonas Espinas basically said to the Mets in all of Major League Baseball, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out." That was it. So farewell, Yoannis. But Yasiel Puig is not Yoannis Cespedes. He's also younger. He's yeah. still a better player right now. Yoannis was all power and nothing left. He had weak hammies. Yasiel Puig could provide something, but it's got to be the mental side here. That's all it is. And we don't know what that is. So 
if the White Sox don't sign him and no one else signs him with all the injuries that are happening, and by the way, Deary, the injuries that will happen, this is something we should have talked more about recently, and that's our fault. I, I blame myself. Injuries are going to be a huge part of this year's story because of the short season last year, and now we're going back to a full bore season, right? Is that a hot take by saying, like, because last year was a short season that there's going to be injuries? Like, injuries are going to happen regardless. It's not like these right. guys sat on their couch and ate potato chips for eight months. Yes, so injuries are going to happen, but they're going to be even more prevalent. Maybe. No, I don't think there's a maybe about it. Well, I don't think there's a maybe about it. To me, it just became crystal clear today after all the injuries that kind of well, showed up over the last five days with Kirby Yates and Zach Gallen and now Nick Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think Anderson's with, elbow. I, I think with pitchers, I, I could definitely see the case for it. I think that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about here. Pitchers ramping up and having to do the full season, a whole 162 games after we had the short season, which was nothing close to that. No. I think we're going to be seeing injuries galore more than <laughs> we would usually see. And baseball is already one of the most injury-filled sports. People often, you know, I think this is a common misconception that we, we are both aware of because we watch baseball and pay attention to it. That baseball is filled with a lot of injuries, even though it's not like football or hockey with the contact and violence. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you play every day, and I look, I get it. Like, it's not a violent sport, but like you're playing every day. There's aches and pains. You're using joints that you just don't use on a normal basis. You're throwing the ball. You're like sprinting and stopping constantly. Yep. Doesn't sound like fun now. You make it kind of sound like it's awful. Why no, do you play base baseball? I love baseball. This place is a dump. <laughs> I think that I misjudged the impact of the short season. So that's what I want to make clear. And I also want to make clear, I said this on the pod with Nathan Dockin, that we really got to stay true to ourselves, dearie. We have opinions because we have done the work. We, we have a lot of experience with the game. We know the game's played. We've been doing podcasts nonstop for the last few months. So we're really well-versed in what to expect. And as much as anybody else, in terms of predictions and expectations and drafting your teams, we should be more honest with ourselves about our ability to identify the players we want and who can provide the best outcomes. I think this is I, something I, I was upset about the other day. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't need, mean to like toot my own horn, but I've done two drafts in the last like five days and just looking at my squad afterwards, I'm like, holy shit, if I did not have a Michael Simeone on or, or you know, our, our upper decker guys or any, like Spore, any of the amazing guys that we have on have had on, I would not have teams like this. Like it's like I've learned so much from all the pods we've done. I mean, it's been like 45 pods since January. I've got so much insight from all of the guests that we've had on, which is just like a slew of amazing guests that I feel like I destroyed both of these drafts I just did. But you should take credit for making your own judgment calls and having your own views. This is, you're right. All these people help inform us, but we have to make our own choices and we have to trust our own judgment. And this is something I harped on on the last episode, but I want to make it clear again that, and maybe this is just a personal thing for me, but I need to trust myself more. I know what to do. I know the game and I'm not trying to be arrogant here. I'm just trying to reinforce the fact that when I know a player could be somewhat injury prone, like a Kirby Yates with his elbow. 
It's that makes like perfect didn't... sense, right? How how the yes. fuck how the fuck was I like I drafted him in I think like two leagues. I think I got him in like maybe TGFBI and I maybe got him in Plaza too. And I'm like, what am I thinking? Like that's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Why am I doing that? Yeah, maybe it's apparent after the fact. Now, in now I, 2020, but... I did back him up with Jordan Romano in every league that I took him in, but like still like come on, the guy's coming back for major construct reconstructive surgery. Like, stay away, go away, don't come yeah. near me, Kirby. Yeah, maybe you're, you, know, you got lice. Right. Maybe, ew. Yeah, maybe it's obvious now, but. Bifolation. I mean, he's done. He's gone. Eloy's gone. They're not going to provide any value for you. Now, if you're in dynasty leagues, Kirby Yates should have been an afterthought. Eloy Jimenez in a dynasty league, I feel bad for you because now you can't trade him. Yeah. So you, you have nothing to do but let him sit on your roster. Unless someone's willing to pay the actual value of what he's worth, then you're stuck with him and there's nothing you can do about it. I feel the most for you. Dynasty folks out there really do. I'm sorry. Sorry do for you your think, loss. Do you, would, would you agree that if you are running a league right now and you have yet to draft, that maybe you should bump up those IL spots? Yes. Yeah. That's that's the point of this, too. I, I said that on the Eloy Jimenez video I did earlier today, now available on our Plaza Podcast YouTube channel, where your IL spots are going to be filled anyway, so you're not going to be able in redraft leagues to carry Eloy Jimenez all season long because I bet if you have four IL spots, they're all going to be filled. At some oh, four, point or yeah, four is not enough. I've been pushing in like my home league. I've been in for 20 years. Like we've had three forever. And I'm like, can we make it seven? Like, yes. can we just make it seven, please? And I think we settled on four or five. And I'm like, it's not enough. It's just well, what's not. the argument for that? What's the argument? Because people don't they want people to be on the free agency wire. Is that the only reason? Yes. That makes how it many more f- interesting for their day-to-day lives. Are that boring? <laughs> I need more people on the wire. You, do you realize how many fucking people you can go out there and scoop up? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's we're not doing. Of we're not doing fifty rounds here, folks. <laughs> there yeah, are I, players. I, it's just I it's, beef with that. It's a total dis. It's a disservice to everybody in the league and to and to the game because it's just it's not fair when like people do their research, they draft a really really great player, and something unlucky happens, and then it's like, oh shit, what can I do? I already have three like studs on the IL that are going to be coming back here pretty soon, and now I got to wait it out and wait waste a roster spot. Yep. Who the hell are you? <laughs> you came to wreck everything and ruin your life. That's how I feel now. It's just yeah. a bummer. And with COVID, we're not even mentioning COVID. COVID's still going to be an issue where there's going to be canceled games, and we don't even know how many of the teams will actually play the 162. We don't. Joel, Joel, are you still listening? Is this why you just went and picked up Adam Eaton because we started talking about him? <laughs> oh, no shit. Joel making a live <laughs> transaction. Well done. I tell you what, I give Joel so much credit. He made some amazing trades in the offseason and just absolutely ripped a couple other people in our league off. I, I'm very proud of you, Joel. Here, here, Joel. Well done. He's been listening to the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast all offseason. That's a testament to Joel and his taste. And our ability to help you out. That's what we do here on the Hey! It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Give me two. We have a Facebook page. People don't know that, but we're there. We're available. So come check us out. All right. So what else is on your mind here today on this kind of free-form Thursday episode of the Palazzo Podcast? Eloy Jimenez, I think we've covered that. What else can we say? He's not available. He's out. If they sign free agents, maybe that's how they fill the void. Uh, Ryan Braun still plays for the Brewers, even though he's kind of semi-retired. So he's not someone you could... I don't see, I don't see them trade. Maybe they do. Maybe they do trade for a Braun like that. There's a lot of players in so the he's, mix. He, he's still property of the Brewers? I, I Yeah, I believe so. He hasn't... 
He hasn't retired officially, unless I missed the memo. He doesn't want to like come. He doesn't want to go to school. He yeah. <laughs> There's been talk that he's kind of just gonna sit on ass for a while, and then he'll pop in. <laughs> Like in June, when like half the season's over, he's like, oh, I just don't feel like it right now, but when I'm ready, I'll be there. That's the, sit very on, the, the sit on ass method. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm telling you. That that was one of the articles I read about six weeks ago where he's like, Yeah, I'm just kind of feeling it right now. I'm kind of chilling. And then if he gets the urge, he can just jump back in and be part of the brew crew and hit a home run and watch Bernie Brewer slide down the slide, which I know terrifies you. I don't. I don't see the White Sox making any any move right away. Could it what sitting on ass? <laughs> yeah, I think they'll go with their guys for the moment. They're not going to panic either. And no. one of my fellow league members in BYB, which is my home league, Scott, he said that maybe this is another verification of how. The White Sox are not going to be as good as we think they are. And Scott has been pushing the fact that the White Sox lack depth, and this will hurt them overall in the long run. And that's an Mm. interesting point. They do lack – the outfield depth is clearly lacking, in my opinion. Pitching depth, I think, is pretty decent, though. Yeah, but all it takes is several injuries. and I mean, the good news is, like, I I only see the Twins competing with them. I I think the Indians have taken a step back, and I I mean, I think the Royals Royals might be – more competitive this year, but I mean, it's going to be a race to win 90, 90 games to win the division. Probably Tigers are definitely in last place. No doubt about it. That's an easy call. Uh, so what about the Nick Anderson news then Nick Anderson? He's been drafting like he would be the closer and he should be the closer, but now he's got an elbow issue as of now, as of this moment on Thursday night, nine fifty PM Eastern time. He's out until July for now, but I think you might want to wave bye-bye and make other arrangements. Diego Castillo, perhaps? Well, so, I mean, we all know what the Rays do. They don't have a closer. I mean, Nick Anderson will give you a 17 to 18 saves, but he's also going to give you 20 holds. Diego Castillo will do exactly the same. This is what happens with the Rays. Like, look at all the projections. Look at all the all everything that happened last year. Pete Fairbanks will do the same thing. 15 holds, maybe 15 saves. This, this is what happens. Now, people are drafting Nick Anderson like a closer, especially because some of the ratios he's going to give you, he's going to strike out nearly 40% of the guys he faces. If you're in a hold saves league, like I am, he's incredible value. I actually kept him. He ends up being like a top 50 player in that format, but yeah, now he's bye-bye. Um, Diego Castillo has looked pretty damn good in the spring, pitched five shutout innings the other day, but who knows what's going to happen with that bullpen. Like Castillo might, being an opener sometimes, and then three days later, he's going to close. Uh, a guy like Pete Fairbanks, I have in that league as well uh, as just kind of another backup. I love a guy like a Diego Castillo, especially because he can give you starting pitcher and relief pitcher eligibility. But it's frustrating if you did draft Nick Anderson because he's, now he's gone. I hopefully you didn't reach for him too early. But I mean, any type of elbow injury, like you're done, you're done with me. Like, I, I, I can't stick with you I'll, I'll i'll throw you on the dl for a little bit just to see what happens over the next few year few weeks but shoulder and elbows like you're not going to come back from that like i can deal with the finger i can deal with the wrist you know something in the legs you can come back from that elbow you ain't coming back from it, an elbow no i don't think so yeah elbows are bad news no doubt about it in 2019 that was the last full season we had i didn't want to do last season because i don't know it's just not it doesn't translate to a full 162. But right. in 2019, the Rays had 10 different guys get a save. 
Wow. 10. Oh, 11. Excuse me. 11. Amazing. Emilio Pagan, Diego Castillo, Jose Alvarado, Colin Posh, Oliver Drake, Pete Fairbanks, Chaz Rowe, who's slider, Michael Simeone, or no, it was uh, Paul Mamino and Crosby Spencer were falling in love with the slider <laughs> of Chaz Rowe last week. It was really weird. Uh, Adam Kolarek, Jalen Beeks, Hunter Wood, who's on the Rangers now, and Aaron Seegers. So 11 different guys got to save. 20 of those went to Pagan. Eight of those went to Diego Castillo. Wow. Now Jose Alvarado's gone. Uh, yeah, they Fairbanks still around, but probably wish they had Alvarado back. Oh, maybe they don't. I mean, they got other options, right? They've we got Luis Patino now. What we don't know what's his role. What do we do with Patino? I had somebody message me mm-hmm. today and he asked, How do you see Patino being used? When do you think he'll get called up this year? Mm-hmm. And I told him it's the Rays. So <laughs> like you <laughs> like you said. We've had so many people on that were like when we talk about the Rays, it's the Rays. Yeah, right? It's a mystery. When should we expect Lisa Patino to be called up? I said, I don't think it will be too long. But the worst case mm-hmm. is if he sucks in the minors or the alternate site and they don't see what they want to see, then he could be down even longer. And I don't yeah. think he's part of the rotation because he doesn't have a lot of innings pitched to support that yet. No, I mean, I I, I picked him up and stashed him in an, in an NA spot in one of my Yahoo home leagues, but... I mean, the value he's going to bring when he does come up is he's going to be kind of that middle relief guy. He's going to do two, three innings. Uh, he's not going to be a guy who starts and goes five, six innings. And yeah. you know, as a young guy, you don't you're not going to throw him at the back end of the bullpen. I think he's going to be kind of that gap guy right there. So I don't know which, how much value you can get out of him now. I think maybe next year, or the year after, is when hopefully he gets into the rotation and we can see what what he's got. That is so fetch. I agree. <laughs> I like that. That's smart. That is very fetched, Erie, I must say. What do we do, though? How do we help people? Because we could talk about our opinions on these players, but nobody gives a shit about that. They want to know, what do you do if you've drafted a Nick Anderson, if you've drafted a Elo Jimenez in redraft leagues, of course. This is redraft-focused. What do we do? How do we... Uh, I mean, Nick Anderson, would you drop him? Or would it depend on how many aisle spots, how many bench spots you had? Well, right now, it really sucks because he's just day-to-day. Like I'm, I'm just waiting for him to go to the IL so I can throw him on the IL and then not worry about him for a few. For that's a, a few really weeks. good point, or that's maybe even point. a month. Um, this my is that ad- classic time though, right before spring training know, ends yeah. and the season starts, where all these players are hurt and you can't, you're stuck because you don't technically yeah. have the IL designation. And I bet that's probably a Yahoo thing that you're talking about. Oh, guaranteed. This is the last year. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm done with Yahoo. Now that that's I've taken guaranteed. over as commissioner in one of these leagues, I'm done. This so is we're, such a we're moving on. Of shit. I mean, my advice, if you are a fantasy owner and you have already drafted your team, is one, get a Twitter account. <laughs> you need to find out what is going on minute by minute. I mean, I, I sat at work today and just like was constantly scrolling down, constantly looking at my page, constantly looking at <laughs> all the MLB news I could to figure out like who's getting sent down, who's 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 getting who's going to stay up with the squad. Trying to figure out what's happening with bullpens. San Diego still has not committed to a closer. I am hoping it's Emilio Pagan because I have a lot of shares of him. Maybe they go into a committee of some sort. But the first thing you need to do if you got guys like a Nick Anderson who got hurt or a Kirby Yates is don't wait an hour or two. Like if you're at work, get into the bathroom and start searching that wire immediately and pick up some guys, get some options. If anything, it's to pull those players away from other people in the league that could pick them up. 
Mm. It's why I picked up Jordan Romano right away. I, I imagine he's going to end up being the guy who closes. I don't think Dolis ends up getting it, but like I want to have the opportunity to have that guy contribute for my team before somebody else does. So if anything, it's keep keep these players away from other owners in the league. I want to ask you, do you believe Robbie Ray when he said he fell down the stairs with his child and that's why he got hurt the other day? I have fallen down the stairs before. Mm-hmm. I have not done it with a child. And I have yeah. fallen down the stairs probably completely dead sober more than when I've been drinking. So I think I'll believe this one. That is bullshit. <laughs> I am not buying. I think the kid is a classic cover up for a oh. drunken guy. One night in spring training, fell down the stairs. I They don't question it because it's a child. Oh, he's a dad taking care of his. Not buying it. That is bullshit. Not buying it, Robbie Ray. I know you were hammered. You guys get drunk down there in spring training. It happens. Just admit it. Move forward. That's not, that's not fair, Mike. Come on. I just, well, we've had too many bullshit stories. <laughs> I'm sick of these bullshit stories. And baseball seemed to be the worst offender about these. You know, like Guitar Hero. Uh, <laughs> was that was Trevor Bauer and the, Trevor ba- Yeah, Trevor Bauer and the goddamn uh, thingy in the air. What was, uh, remember old the Tiger? Drone. The old drone. Old Tiger, uh, Matt Anderson. What did he do? Yeah. He, he was like throwing a tire. He was in like a tire tossing contest or something. See, he blew out his that's shoulder. What I'm talking about. That's so stupid. God. I just baseball is filled with horseshit lies when it comes to injuries, and that's fine. That's just how the culture is. They lie. What about the the news the other day? We we should talk about this about how MLB is going to start cracking down on the gunk users by following the spin rates. They don't even have to prove that you have the gunk on you. They're just going to look at the spin rates on your pitches, and that's how they'll bust the evildoers who are using gunk to gain advantage in baseball. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear this. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah I had no idea. Oh, well, this is the other day. Yeah, this is massive. Uh, this was like just a little MLB blurb about they're going to be locking in on spin rates to find out who's cheating. And No more, cans of, Vasco- no more cans of Vaseline in your uh, hat like the naked gun? <laughs> exactly. Of course. <laughs> Oh, I can see that right now. It's so he funny. brings out the electric sandpaper thing. Oh, God, so funny. That's so, uh, like, you just don't need evidence. Like this. Like, I'm so like, happy oh, our show's named this. Your, your spin rate is that much better. So, you like, there's no evidence? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Well, Trevor Bauer. You don't need evidence? Trevor Bauer is the first name everyone's been mentioning because that's the biggest name where people have said, wow, because he increases spin rates drastically over the last couple of years. And that's how he won a Cy Young, supposedly. But Garrett Cole had done the same thing. And there's other pitchers who have been accused of this. They've been putting shit on the ball. And apparently it's this stuff. It's like this bug juice like everybody uses. It's like common knowledge across all of baseball. Yeah, so it's make, not a it, secret. It makes sense. I mean, those balls don't look pearly white every time they get hit. <laughs> so would you be concerned then? Are you concerned about certain pitchers that you would avoid or would try to get rid of them based on this knowledge? Or are you just like, well... What can they really do? No, I'm I'm not going to shy away from certain guys that may be guilty of this. Let me ask you this. Do you have any shares of Bauer? Uh, yeah, I think I have two. In fact, okay. I joined up with uh, Roto One on Twitter, Mike Alexander from Razzball. He got me in this thing. It's called Better Ball. So I signed up. <laughs> I'm actually doing the draft for it right now. Not right now, but it's a slow draft. So I, he was my second pick because it got auto-picked so that's my fault <laughs> okay sorry guys so yeah that was a uh, one trevor bauer share but i think i had maybe one other that i did on a nfbc uh 12 team 
OC, which is the Rotowire OC, which is a 12 team fab league. Okay. Um, I drafted him purposely there, but that's about it. Okay. I've not been really feeling it. I feel like last year was the best the, version you can get of ultimate. him. Yeah. And then he'll go back to doing what he does, unless he's permanently changed here with the bug juice and the gunk, and he's throwing these nasty spin rates nonstop. So I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't. He's also on a winning team, so if you play in a wins league, yeah. then being on the Dodgers know. doesn't hurt. I don't know what to think of him. I don't think he'll be as good as last year. And last year, I said he would be pretty damn good. So I, you got to get in where you fit in, and then get out when it's time to get out. So that's where I stand now. Trevor Bauer last year, enjoy that ride. Trevor Bauer this year. He'll be decent, but I wouldn't think he's going to be Cy Young caliber. I really don't. So. I agree. If you're, not worried about, if you're not worried about the gunk, then I won't worry about it either. But other people are saying, oh, shit, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, we got to move. You know, don't draft these guys, trade them. So, but there's too many people <laughs> using it, players we don't even know about, right, Deary? So we can't, they're not, I think Nobody they would expose idea. too many pitchers, right? Wouldn't they expose too many pitchers by yes. doing what they're saying they're going to do here? I think so. I think it's lip service. Yeah. So let's not worry about that. Uh, they're trying, they're anyway, trying to spook. Yeah. They're trying to spook everybody. They're oh, spooky. Oh, oh. I'm scared. So what about our boy, Tariq? Tarek? Tariq? Is it Tarek? Tariq. Remember my buddy Tarek? I do. Yeah, I miss <laughs> Tarek. He was allergic to tomatoes. <laughs> I hope he's doing well out there. Tarek, we miss you, man. We had some good times back in the day at those tailgates. I remember that thing about it. He couldn't have things with either tomatoes or red stuff in it. It would make his lips explode. Yeah, his lips very would strange. just blow up. Yeah, very strange. I don't okay. know. Is it? I, I think it's Tarek Scoobal. Tariq? Okay, Tarek. Well, regardless, whatever you guys call him, Tarek Scoobal has made the opening day roster according to AJ Hinch the other day. It's official. It's unofficially official. He made the opening day roster, and I went on the Dingers pod last week. Show. Great guys, by the way. Robbie and Ty. They're Canadians, dearie. They're very cool. And they had me on to talk Tigers. And I said that I would have to give credit where credit was due. If Eric Scoobal made the opening day roster, I would give the Tigers a lot of credit because I just didn't believe they would do that. They're cheap asses. And I am here to settle that score and say, Tigers, well done. I owe you a debt of gratitude. I don't think they have it in you. Not everybody's going to be up, but you are bringing Scoobal to the opening day roster. And for that, I got to tip my cap. Well done, Tigers. You know, everything that I heard locally in terms of interviews with A.J. Hinch is it sounds like him and Chris Fetter were a large part of that decision. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been on the local radio show a couple times, and he basically said, like, in so many words, he was like, I would like to have Tarek Skubla here. Talked about how Fetter had been excited to work with them. Chris Fetter's the new pitching coach in, in Detroit. You know, for those of you who don't know, he was the forming, former pitching coach for the University of Michigan, which has had a stellar squad in the last few years and also had several high draft picks over the last few years of guys that were not big-time recruits and became major league prospects that maybe we'll see down the road. And he's moved on to the Tigers. He kind of brings this old-school with new-school attitude with the analytics um, and he wanted Scooble. He wanted to work with Scooble. And I think, I think in terms of Fetter, like he wants to work with these young guys. And I think Scooble is probably a little more advanced than what Casey Mize has been. Scooble has had some issues in spring training in terms of, you know, finding the strike zone, but he has an electric slider. And I think I would rather see him up at the big club and take his lumps here in terms of fantasy. Like I'm probably avoiding him right now. 
maybe maybe he's a stream option if he gets hot. But uh, you know, I mean, it depends how many how many guys you're rostering. But I, I'm excited he made the squad. Uh, Spencer Turnbull's got COVID right now, so we he oh. may miss a start or two for the Tigers. But I mean, great news for Tarek Skubal. I was really excited to see that. I'm not sure Casey Mize breaks breaks camp. <gasps> what? <sighs> no, he's not. I think no, it's he's over. not. He's not. <laughs> I mean, Tehran, Julio Tehran made the squad. Urena is making the squad. Who's now going to be in the rotation because of the Turnbull oh. issue? And I mean, he's not breaking the rotation. I mean, Matthew Boyd starting open day, and what are you going to do? Keep Mize to put him in the bullpen? I just, I just don't think there's a spot for him right now. It's going to take an injury for him to come up, and he still has a lot to prove. Yeah, I think he's pitching tonight against the Jays. And he was. Be- uh, go look that up real quick. Yeah, he went four innings, five hits, two earned, nine strikeouts. That's very good. encouraging. That is very encouraging. Against here's who the Jays threw out here. In case you're wondering, hey, it must have been a bozo lineup. No, Marcus. No, Simi there's been the- some. There's been some opening day lineups the last few days. Yeah, Semyon, Biggio, Bichette, Teoscar, Vladimir. Guriel, Grichik, Danny Jansen. Yeah, this is a real lineup. That's that their opening day lineup, I think. For the most part, yeah. This is uh, the real deal. And by the way, Steven Matz, he was good in this outing against the Tigers. Five and a third, six hits, two earns, two walks, three case. He's been really good in the spring. It's encouraging if you were very anti-Matz. This might warm you up to Steven Matz just a little bit more. Or you might just say it's spring training. It's bullshit. We could all... We could turn these stats into however we want to <laughs> lay out our story, don't we? What do you want to buy into? Well, I mean, yeah. Nate Nate Pearson has has a little bit of an issue right now, so he's not going to be. Um, I think he's starting the season on the DL, so I mean, Matt's is going to be in that yes. rotation right now. So, no, I mean, it's not a matter of his opportunity; it's just a matter of that he sucks. <laughs> I thought the AL East he gets torched, but he's pitching well, and if. If somehow the Blue Jays know something we don't, if they can get more out of Matts, they get more out of Robbie Ray again, there's potential for the Jays' pitching staff to actually be pretty decent. And there's just so many unknowns that I'd rather avoided them. Because why bother? I mean, baseball's just one of those sports where guys find these, like, gem seasons for no reason. Like, it just happens. Or, like, you know, you, you head over, especially with pitchers, you head over to a new squad and, you know, maybe you've been a decent pitcher like a Garrett Cole was when he was in Pittsburgh and then mm-hmm. he goes to Houston and he finds it like you get some new coaches you get somebody to kind of figure out your mechanics a little better and then Ooh. then you find it and then you become a superstar five six years in the league there's no other like league where this happens where like you've been in the pros five six years you've been shit and then all of a sudden it all clicks and you're good it happens well, so with the news that Scuba will be on the open day roster how do you feel about him from a fantasy fantasy perspective this year i mean dynasty is obviously a guy we're hanging on to we're gonna watch grow but for redraft leagues even if he makes the roster i don't know if i would still pick him up no no i mean the whip could be bad i'm not rostering i mean what my strategy has been the last few years is i will roster three pretty good starting pitchers and then grab grab like a a fourth guy or a fifth guy that would be like a, like a Jamison Tyon or a Corey, Corey Kluber. But I, I, I go, I don't go heavy closers, but I will go after those setup men that have really good ratios that can become closers. You know, if you, you know, your Emilio Pagans, your Jordan Romano's, your Nick Anderson's. And it's, and it's been a strategy that's really worked for me the last few years. 
So Scooble, I mean, he, he's like a starting pitcher number six for me. And I'm not rostering six starting pitchers. Now, if he gets hot, I mean, he's a guy who in the minors proved that he could strike out a ton of guys. And if if he gets he's enough time on the uh, third pitch that's been developed, I think it's uh, was a change up. He's been working on a little bit. Oh, everybody's working on third pitches, right? Glass and I was doing the same. All these guys. <laughs> yeah, figure it out okay, immediately. that's true. Yes, that's it's going to take it, it takes so long to figure out a third pitch. Like it, it's not like two weeks later. Hey, I got a third pitch. I'm it's all working. Set, ready to go, boss. Probably what about Matt Harvey? He's back. He's going to be on the major league roster for the Orioles. Are you excited? Who's drafting Matt Harvey? What a fall from grace that was. I mean, this guy was like on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's pitching in the World Series. And then he's gone. Yeah, he's no longer. He's not the Dark Knight. Gotham City is long gone. He is just no. I don't know. If Matt Harvey can provide them some actual innings where the whip is under 1.5, I'd be impressed. That'll be a start. I will say that. But that's still, that's not something I want. No interest here. No, none. But as far as the Tigers, I want to get back to this. Scooble point, he's a good pitcher. He's developing. He's growing. I don't know if he has as much redraft value this year. So I want to make that clear. You love the name, but in Dynasty, you're more interested in that. You can't, especially if you're in head-to-head leagues, you can't have Scooble going out there and like blowing up your stats and your categories in a week, and then he loses you your ratio stats. That's it's too, it's too, it's too dangerous. It's like guys that jumped on Nate. Nate Pearson last year, and I know it was a short season, and he only had a few starts, but like he was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. No, I think that's actually a really good point. You're right. That is a perfect comparison. So beware of these guys that are making the roster that have name talent. There's a difference between name talent and then providing you stats now, today. You know, we look at things from all angles. We do dynasty, we do redraft, keeper. We look at everything here on this show. But we want to give you the perspective of each one of those angles so that you don't make the mistake of riding and dying with somebody who has a name. Yeah, I would. Names and stats. I would always be very wary specifically of starting pitchers because it's so hard to pitch the majors. If you're looking at young hitters, I I think that may translate a little more, but you got to dig a little deeper into the stats if they struck out 30 percent of the time in the minors they're probably going to strike out 30 percent of the time in the majors if not more mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point no doubt about it i have given a name to my pain there's a lot of aches and pains out there so make sure you guys will be aware of the injury stay focused stay true to yourselves there's a lot of lessons you can take away from today's episode uh before we wrap up i want to say that we're doing our prediction show me and Derek are going to get all of our final predictions out here we will be doing that on Tuesday night, which is two days before opening day. So if you want to join us for the live stream, we'll be doing it later on after 10 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday evening, the 30th of March. And we hope we can get all of our final opinions out there. We should leave nothing unsaid, dearie, after that show's over. Yeah, I encourage everybody to pop in and drop us a question. Tell us how fucking stupid we are when we say that Tarek Skubal is going to win 12 games and have a 3.5 ERA. And uh, tell us we're great when we say that Eloy Jimenez will come back two months early and help the White Sox to the World Series. That is yeah, that's not that, happening. That, wow. <laughs> Matt Harvey wins the Cy Young. <laughs> Insane fantasy takes. Oh, Matt Harvey Cy Young. Hey, everybody should know the players I love by now. I don't want to tell them again because <laughs> I, I don't know, want to I know collate them. 
Yeah, I don't want to collate them here so that people can use it against me in my main event. So I'm oh, going to tell you, you okay. can go back and listen to the previous episodes yeah. to find out who I like, who I don't like, who Deary loves, who Deary doesn't love. We've made it all very clear. We've done a ton of episodes since January 6th, 2021, when Chris Towers started off our year with a bang. Remember that, Chris? I hope you're doing well out there, Chris, thinking about you. But that's it for today's episode. So we're going to do the prediction show. But before we do that, we're going to be with Simon Dice Friday night, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Come join us. Come find out what Simon's all about. He's a really humble, genuine, sweet, and knowledgeable dude. Looking forward to that. And then we'll do Chris Clegg and what's his name? Eric Cross. You may have heard of him from Fantrax. He's a big deal. He'll be uh, joining me and Deary and all of us for the show Monday. And then Tuesday, we'll do the prediction show. And then... It'll be opening day, and then we'll just be doing shows. We won't be able to talk about drafts anymore. We're going to have to actually talk about. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to be weird. What do I, yeah. what do, I do? <laughs> actually, it's yes. going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm sick of I talking some... about the same yeah. old shit. Yes. I got some breaking news, though. We're going a little too hard on the sound effects. Just some constructive feedback. Thank you, Omniforce13, for your constructive feedback here in the comment section. As always, if you don't enjoy the show, you don't have to listen to it. Odds are you can never please everyone, so we're never going to change. Yeah, We listen to and absorb the feedback, and we do appreciate it. But this is the kind of show we're doing. It's probably not going to change. Now, we can learn. <laughs> we could probably learn about players, and we could change our opinions on player analysis and roto strategy, head-to-head strategy. These are all things that we can change, our, and we're willing. I know I'm willing to change my mind if I can be given a good quality argument. But funny's funny to me, and I want to laugh. If I can change, you can change. We all can change. Rocky (laughs) Four. Don't change for me. How about that? Yeah, we can play some NXS. That was I think that was the same year. I think Don't Change was also eighty five. No, that was like eighty two. Oh, was it earlier? Yeah, it's earlier NXS. Ah. Before they became the NXS we all know. But I'll tell you, Omniforce thirteen, we do a certain type of show, so we just want to let you know we appreciate your feedback. But uh, we're just going to do our thing here. Deary knows baseball. He knows movies. He knows music. He's got a lot to offer. So we try to talk about everything on the show. I know it's a fantasy baseball show, but we talk mental health of the game. We talk the state of affairs with baseball. We talk everything and everything. And that's why we have Enrico's Inquisition to go totally off baseball. I love the show we do. And I think, I I think we're rounding into shape. So, you know, give us a chance. If the sound effects are too much, then I understand. But hey. This is the Hans Rico Plaza Fantasy Baseball Podcast. One thing we do on this show is sound effects. Like this one. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. On Twitter, of course. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, of course. And our YouTube channel, like Omniforce13 is watching, where you can review all of our live streams from the past and any videos that uh, I throw up there. I've been throwing up some videos on occasion where things happen, and I talk about them real quickly to give you some quick feedback. And that's how we do it. Any final well, thoughts, I got to ask you, is Morning Relay coming back this year? Uh, I don't think we're doing that this year. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think I'm doing uh, any five-day-a-week pods. It's just, <laughs> it's just too much work. Well, I wouldn't expect you to do five a week for uh, 24-odd weeks. <laughs> no, yeah, the morning, re- the morning Relay was fun. You know, it was a good yeah, idea, was too. I really was, liked was, doing the show, yeah. but... I think we don't have any official plans to do that, but the Roto okay. Fanatic guys, you never know what they're going to come up with. Maybe they have some other possible theories and interesting methods of carrying out baseball information. Okay. I don't know. 
I do know rotafanatic.com is still a website that you can very much go to. You can read Paul Mamino's latest article. It's about Zach Plesak. Is there a more buzzworthy player or a more polarizing player than Zach Plesak this offseason? I got some takes on him. I'll, I'll bring it up tomorrow with Simon. Ooh, great. I, 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 he's one of the few guys I haven't talked about. Uh, I, I, I want to hit some guys we haven't talked about uh, between tomorrow and opening day. I, I know most people have already drafted, but I, I want to tell you who you may have blown it on and who maybe is a hidden gem. And uh, police X, one of those guys that at least I haven't shared my opinion on yet. Interesting. I thought we talked about him a lot, but that's good. I want to, I haven't, we've had plenty of guests that talk on it. I just say, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> I see that. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. All right. Well, we're going to hear from you. Paul Amino's articles on rotofanatic.com. Check out Paul's article. This is a sound effect. Shout out we do here, Omniforce. Just want to let you know about that. Where we shout out guys like Paul Amino who do great work. Zach Plesak's command. Is it a benefit? Is it a negative? Is it part of his profile that we should really be focusing on? Find out by reading the article. All right. This is the end of this little brief episode we did. It's a smaller, shorter episode where me and Deary just talk shop like we used to in the beginning of this podcast. And we'll still do more of that going forward. So join us next time. Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Simon Dice will be here in the his house at C Deary1999 at MJ Govier. GOV is in Victor IER on Twitter is where you can follow us. Of course, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Thank you so much for listening. You talk. And watching. Give me two. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hope for more K-Soroka. Never gonna stop. Torn Achilles. Won't prevent you from being top 30. SP overall. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.